Hey, shalom brothers and sisters, Amanda here. I pray you all have had a blessed day. I am coming on this evening to share a special word, uh, sort of a compilation, if you will, of a lot of words that I've shared throughout this podcast ministry. Uh, You know, I was just thinking today that in October will be a year of having this podcast and I just thought, wow, you know, time number one goes by so fast. Number two, I am so thankful to Yah for this opportunity. Um, Just, you know, it wouldn't have been possible without Him. And I know for the past month, uh, probably almost almost every um, episode that I had recorded and published, I had said that that episode was going to be the last one and that I was going to be putting the podcast aside for now. But Yah has had other plans and I just do my best to follow him and be obedient to what he leads and calls me to do. And so I thought after 100 episodes, I wouldn't really have anything more to share, and I was wrong. (laughs) So um, there's been plenty more to share. And so um, I'm just really thankful for the opportunity to have done this. It's been such a blessing, um, I hope, for everyone that has been a part of it, that has been following. But it's also been a blessing for myself as well, and I'm just truly thankful for that. So yeah, this word is just going to be kind of a compilation of just bits and pieces of advice and just words that I've shared along the way um, in the five seasons that this podcast is made up of. And I just thought it would be fun to do. Um, I actually spent half of the day putting this together and I'm excited to share it and I pray that it's a blessing. But before I get started, um, I wanted to go ahead and share a quick update So, Yahuwah has provided our needs temporarily, and so it looks like for now, we are going to be staying put. Some things have come up, um, and it's changed a few things, but I am looking at it as um, it's just not Yah's will right now for us to head out to Missouri. Um, Now, does that mean we won't end up going at all? Not necessarily. I think for right now, Yah just has us here for a time, and we just need to continue to follow Him. So, but thank you all so much for your prayers. Um, thank you to those that have helped in, you know, various ways. It has been such a tremendous blessing, and I am so thankful to all of you. We are thankful to all of you for um, just you know, providing and just helping us, you know, I definitely see the Father's heart and His goodness through all of that, and I'm just so thankful. So I just want to share that real quick, and yeah, praise Yah, praise Yah, you know, He always provides our needs according to His riches and glory in the Messiah, Philippians 4.19, and we really just have to trust Him and wait on Him, you know, sometimes we want things to happen in a certain way or when we would like and um, we just have to trust you on what he's doing uh, for each one of us so yeah just wanted to share that so far everything is okay um, and just need to continue to seek him and wait to see what he wants to do concerning the future so even though things are so tough right now but I'm excited for what the future holds and what Yah has so praise Yah
All right, so let me go ahead and dive into this compilation again. This took me um, quite a bit of time. It took me about half the day to put this together. Uh, went through, you know, notebooks of notes and um, kind of skimmed through um, my podcast episodes and just by their titles, remembering more or less what I spoke about and just tried to do a compilation of, of highlighting important things that I feel is just good to kind of talk about again. And I know that a lot of my episodes um, lately have been repetitive. But again, as I always say, you know, uh, if it's repetitive, it's because it needs to be known. It's important. Um, So yeah, let me go ahead and get started. So I want to start off with something that I started the podcast out with, which was really just kind of talking about the differences between a Yah-ordained marriage or a godly marriage and a secular marriage or a worldly marriage. So I just kind of wanted to briefly explain and share, you know, Yahuwah's order and design for marriage and family. So uh, we know that Yahuwah is the covering. Um, He instructs, empowers, and guides the husband. And then next, the husband is the covering. So the husband protects and provides for his family and fulfills the word of Yahuwah. And then the wife is a covering with the children and household. Um, All are nurtured in order. um, And that also includes blended families. So for those of you that are new coming in, or maybe you haven't heard those words yet, and it may not apply to you, but for a lot of people out there, blending families is something that is happening, mainly because of uh, a lot of wrong relationships and just things like that that Yahuwah is having to undo and then bring people into the right things and into his plan and will for their lives. So many people are, are walking into their Yah-ordained marriages with children already or a child or things like that. And so a blended family, that's what it is. Either, you know, one spouse has children or both spouse have children already from a previous relationship and um, that's what makes a blended family. So believe it or not, all of this that I have talked about applies to blended families as well. Um, and please don't ever get discouraged if this is if this is you, you know, please don't ever get discouraged or have anybody in another religion or denomination or church tell you that, you know, Yahuwah, you know, um, condemns blended families or that, you know, and again, I've talked all about that throughout this podcast. You know, I've, I've tried to clarify that and correct that. A lot of what many people have been told is uh, false and not accurate. Um, and so I know many people are walking around feeling a lot of shame, you know, because of what they went through in their past or because of the relationship they were involved in or because they've already had children or or, you know, in other people's eyes, they had children out of wedlock, you know, things like that. So but anyways, if it does apply to you, I would highly encourage you to go to my blended family episodes and check those out. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me. Okay, so we looked at Yah's order and design for marriage and family. Now let's take a look at the world or the Babylonian systems order and design for marriage and family. So this is what we have a tendency to sadly see a lot of in our society or in our culture. So instead of Yahuwah being first, Satan ends up being first. So this can even be 
considered um, like a counterfeit relationship. And again, I just um, released an episode about two days ago talking about counterfeit situations. I also have several episodes throughout the podcast that talk about counterfeit relationships and why it is such a danger and destroys lives, okay? So Satan really tries to to bind people in counterfeit relationships, okay? He perverts and undermines Yah's order and design for marriage and family. So next, the wife is second. So roles become reversed and I've I talked about this a lot I think in my second season. Um I did a lot of talking about how uh, nowadays and in our culture, the roles of husband and wife have become reversed, right? Um, There's a lot of issues with femininity and masculinity, right? And just all this craziness that's going on in our world right now. So with the roles becoming reversed in a marriage, it allows Satan access to the children. It disempowers her, the wife, and husband and dishonors Yahuwah, okay? Then the husband is third, which means that, once again, the household is in disorder and the will of Yah is unfulfilled. So it's no wonder that we see what we see in our society nowadays, you know. It's just really sad, and I've always said this, that the enemy will always seek to try to destroy anything that comes from Yah. He opposes anything that comes from Yah. And when it comes to marriage and families... You know, the enemy hates that. And so he will do whatever he can to destroy. And once he's destroyed a marriage, he's pretty much destroyed the family as well. Because remember, the foundation of a family is marriage. And if the marriage is not healthy and godly, so to speak, then neither is the family. Okay? All right. So I also want to talk about... um, You know, and when I first learned about this, this really shocked me. But then it made so much sense about what's going on today and has been for decades. But I want to talk about the outcome of the fruit of evil. So these are actually, believe it or not, statistics that I had written down quite some time ago. And it actually has a lot to do with um, Satan attacking men more. So if you're not new to my podcast and you have been listening for some time, you know that I have explained that the enemy attacks men more and I've explained why he does that. Um, you know, and I've, I've said that, you know, Satan attacks men more because number one, Yahuwah called and designed the man to be the head of the home and marriage and family. The men also carry the seed. You know, which is why children are named after their fathers, wives take their husband's last name, um, and so on and so forth. So again, I've I've explained uh, a lot how I've learned that the enemy attacks men more. And um, so I want to share some more examples on that. And these are actually statistics, believe it or not. Okay, so here we go. Men, on average, live five years less than women. Men are twice as likely to become addicted to harmful substances such as drugs, alcohol, gambling, and even porn. 75 to 80% of all suicides are men. Men were the ones mostly called to war, so they were taken away from their families, and were either killed or severely injured, whether physically or psychologically, which would then, you know, they'd come back not the same, right? Their lives are pretty much ruined. 
Approximately 90% of all inmates are men. More women graduate high school than men. More women are now graduating from college than men. Young men are now two times more likely to live at home with parents than women. Sperm counts in men are down almost 60% since the 70s. So I actually spoke about this in my Be Fruitful and Multiply episode. I talked about um, how the government has this agenda, right? Our society has this agenda to cause us all to be pretty much sterile, like infertile. You know, infertility is um, just really ongoing in both men and women. You know, and it's just, it's really, really sad. And then the COVID vaccine, I personally believe that the COVID vaccine has a lot to do with this as well. I believe that there's something in the vaccines that probably cause, cause, excuse me, sterilization as well. Okay, so there has been a 30% decrease in testosterone levels in men since the 80s. And again, I still say that has to do with the clothes that are being worn all that synthetic garbage that they put in our clothes, the food that's being consumed because our food has become garbage as well. Um, Probably a lot of technology things like EMFs and things like that. Y'all, I know I've said it quite a few times and I will never stop saying it, but our, our society is slowly killing us in many ways. And the sad thing is, is that many, many people are not seeing it. You know, this is why recently I did the episodes um, Becoming a Linenite and a Millenite, and I was talking about how Yah gave us everything we need, you know, and yet look at what man has done throughout centuries, what they've made and what they're doing to our clothing, our foods, our, you know, HBA products, our medicines, all these things all have horrible stuff in them to slowly affect us and kill us. Um and to sterilize us, you know? I mean, this is why we have so many cancers and so many diseases and, again, infertility and all these things, and it's affecting men and women. But again, this is an example of how Satan attacks men and how these things affect men more than they do women, all right? So Western birth rates are now below a survivable level. So I also talked about this in my Be Fruitful Multiply, multi, sorry, Be Fruitful and Multiply episode. So again, you know, I, I still say it's an agenda that, um, you know, our government, our society has, you know, they feel the world is overpopulated or whatever, um, or it's just the agenda. And why? Because in the scriptures, and I, and I just talked about this. Genesis 128, the first commandment mandate ever given to man, be fruitful and multiply. And yet look at what our society is doing. I think, I think it's, um, I'm trying to remember which country, I think it's China, where literally a family can only have two children because they have so many people in their country. And I'm just like, wow, that's just crazy to me, you know, like, and I know there's a lot of people. There's a large population in the country of China, but be fruitful, multiply, you know, that was the mandate that Yah gave. So yeah, I wanted to share that. All right, moving right along. So many mock or belittle 
being barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. So remember, this is compilation, so I'm going to be all over the place. I just literally compiled a bunch of different notes and just words that I have shared, just taken bits and pieces and thrown them all together. So switching gears here. <laughs> so many mock and, and belittle being pregnant or barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen as if working a nine to five for a boss is better for women. Women were quote unquote slaves at home, but now they're quote unquote free in the working world. Sadly, most have fallen for these lies. Once again, Satan's order and attacks on marriage and family at its finest. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is there's a, there's a saying that says, you know, barefoot and, and, and pregnant in the kitchen. Right. And for the longest time, and I read this out of a book that I had for the longest time, you know, society, you know, uh, got women to believe that they were slaves at home and that they had no lives and that their purpose was not at home, that they needed to go out and find purpose and find a calling. Right. And so what that did was it got a lot of women out of the home and, you know, working in careers, going to college and all these kinds of things. And then what happened was marriages and families and the children and the homes and all that began to suffer, just as we see today. Once again, it's it's Satan's agenda, right? And the government and society's agenda at play here. You know, it's all attacks on the marriage and family. So, but we know what scripture says about this, right? We know that women were created to be wives and mothers, most Okay, not everybody's called to it, but majority are. And to tend to their home. Remember, wives, that women are the heartbeat of their home. I uh, have a an episode called Women Are the Heartbeat of Their Home, or Wives, You Are the Heartbeat of Your Home. The society will mock Yah's design for marriage and family, because remember, the ruler of this world is Satan. Okay, Yahuwah created this world. He created this earth. He created us. He created all things. But we know that the ruler of this world is Satan at this time. Okay, and remember, he opposes anything and mocks anything that comes from Yah. So, this is another example as well. And again, I talked about this. Um, I made episodes about all these things. You know what? I'm not even going to keep saying that because I just said this is a compilation of everything I've ever done. (laughs) So I apologize for being a broken record. But, you know, once again, perfect example of Satan's agenda and the attacks on marriage and family, you know. All right. So many parents who are believers send their children to school, public school, because now both parents are having to work and also because public school is free without realizing that it may actually be the most costly spiritual decision that they've ever made. Once again, it's another attack. Our society and culture has us believing that the best thing for our children is to send them to these public schools. And we know that that is not true. We know that 95% is not true. And I say 95 because 5% I'll give because public schools do have some things that may be beneficial for certain kids, okay? But I'm going to be honest with you. This is another tactic of the government. This is another tactic of, or agenda of the enemy um, so that our children become brainwashed, so that our children are taught false doctrine, so that they're taught worldly things, and so that they're exposed to all of this craziness that's going on in our world. Now, parents, I'm not saying completely shelter 
your children to the point that they're clueless to what's going on. Of course, let them know what's going on, you know, and explain to them with the scriptures, you know, everything that they need to know and why what's going on in the world is sinful or is an abomination to Yah or whatever. You know, it's our job as parents, remember, to disciple our children and to train them up in the way that they should go, right? So, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, keep your child in a plastic bubble or, you know, um, you have them so like, you know, sheltered that as they get older and turn into young adults that they have no clue what's going on in the world. They need to know what's going on. But there's a difference as well. We don't need to expose them to all this sin and all these horrible things that are going on. Because remember, the enemy, like Peter says, he says that the enemy is like a lion, a lion, you know, walking around, you know, waiting to pounce at whatever he can. So any any opening that he sees, any opportunity that he sees to attack you or your spouse or your marriage or your children, he will. Y'all, and I've seen this firsthand. I've seen this firsthand. So yes, protect your children, you know, but also let them know what's going on. Teach them, train them up, you know, don't shelter them to the point that they're clueless and oblivious to what's going on. You know, let them know as they get older at appropriate ages, but you don't have to expose them either, but you don't have to overly like shelter them either, if that makes any sense. Okay. Okay, so one more thing to share about marriage and family. Okay, you know, sometimes it's the funniest thing when you write stuff down and then you you go back and you find that you can't even read your own handwriting. <laughs> that is not good. Okay, so another thing to share is keeping your personal life private. This is for those who have social media, which is probably everybody, right? Don't advertise your marriage on social media. Don't announce pregnancy or your children's achievements, etc. Things like that, okay? Not everyone is going to be happy or excited or support you, especially when you're walking in truth. So most of the nice comments you might receive are usually pretty fake and they're not really genuine, right? And the th- sad thing is, is that you will actually only attract the evil eye, right? On you and your family, okay? You are attracting jealous people and are, or even people that the enemy is working through to attack you and your family. Because remember, social media, I don't care what anybody says, the same way with any entertainment, any form of entertainment is the devil's playground. Okay, like he has access and authority over all of these things, as you can see. I mean, I don't know about all of you, but my opinion of TV nowadays and music and all of that is absolute garbage it's evil it's wicked it's infiltrated with all kinds of evil and wickedness um and so social media really is no different which is one of the reasons why i made the decision to to um just be off of social media which i have a funny thing to share real quick (laughs) so i my facebook has been deactivated but a couple of days ago i reactivated my page to check something and when I went to deactivate my page again I'm not able to (laughs) so I like laughed at first because I was like okay I don't know what's going on with Facebook if they're having technical issues but I asked some friends and 
nobody else is having this problem. I seem to be the only one having this technical issue, whether I use the browser or the Facebook app. Um, so <laughs> I'm like, okay, now I can't even deactivate my Facebook. So it's stuck. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, okay, maybe y'all's telling me I need to keep it open. I need to keep it up. I don't know. Um, but I can't deactivate my page. So if any of you wanted to uh, add me as a friend on Facebook or send me a, a message through Messenger, now's the time because my Facebook is currently activated. Um, yeah, I'm not happy about it, but I, I'm going to take it as y'all wants it like that because nobody else seems to be having... If you are, please let me know. Send me an email. And let me know if you're not able to access your settings. So what's happening is on the Facebook app, when I click on settings, it's blank. It's just, there's nothing there. When I go on the computer and go through the browser and log in, I click on settings. It brings up all the options. I click on personal um, settings or something like that. And when I do that, then it says that there's technical issues, that they're working on fixing it, but it's been like three or four days. And the thing is, is that I've asked other people and they're not having that issue. And I'm just like, okay, really strange. I've never, like I've deactivated my page several times and um, I've never had that issue. So anyways, um, if you wanted to become friends on Facebook or if you wanted to message me, now's your chance. <laughs> um, so my Facebook is under Amanda Yasharel. So Y-A-S-H-A-R-E-L. So yeah, and there's a picture of me and then my background. I don't remember what my cover photo is, <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, anyways. So yeah, my Facebook is up right now, which I'm not happy about, but yeah. So anyways, Moving on. So let's see. I said you're attracting jealous people. Um, you never. Oh, here's another thing, y'all. Like you never know who is actually like saving your pictures to their phone or checking your updates, you know, keeping tabs on you. Right. And, and I mean, like wicked people, people with wicked intentions. OK. Um, and let me tell you something. This can really ruin your life, your family, your marriage, career, etc. OK. Social media is very much a platform that the devil uses. I don't care what anybody says. I've also seen people and people that are believers use social media to just do things that, and, and again, I've talked about this before, you know, they make their life seem uh, in a way that really isn't true. Um, you know, social media just gives a lot of people, believers or unbelievers, the opportunity to really just um, not be honest, you know, and just kind of. I don't know. I don't like social media. <laughs> I really, really don't. I don't, I don't like social media, but you know, it has been a blessing though. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've been able to connect with people through it. Um, it was the very first platform I used for my ministry as well. I mean, it's been in a way a blessing, but I still say, please use social media with caution. Um, be very, very careful with what you do. Um, yeah, just be very, very careful. All right. So moving on. So now I want to kind of talk about couple stuff. So a man's most precious jewel is the woman who walks by his side. A good woman can change your day. So I'm talking to men. A good woman can change your day, but an anointed and appointed woman of Yah 
will change your life, okay? So in other words, your rib, okay? The woman you're supposed to be with. When you've got a counterfeit next to you, when you've got a woman next to you that you're not meant to be with or they don't support you, they're toxic and all these kinds of things, it's just going to destroy your life. Like I said in my last episode, you know, counterfeit relationships are not good. No bueno, okay? It will destroy your life, all right? Now, um, when a woman tears down a man, she destroys her protection. When a man tears down a woman, he destroys his support. Wow. You know, that that is so powerful right there to me because it's so true, you know? And I think that a lot of men and women don't realize this, you know? But it's so true. Women... Your husbands are your protection, and they're also your provider. You know, men, your your woman beside you, your rib, she's your support. She's the one that's going to be there for you through thick and thin. At least this is how it's supposed to be. I know some of you are probably like, yeah, it doesn't really happen that way. Well, if it hasn't happened that way for you, it's because you were probably in a wrong relationship. You know, I think one of the saddest things is that people don't believe that this can exist. You know, and what I'm trying to help people understand is I'm not trying to, you know, like tell you a fairy tale or, you know, anything like that. These things do exist and you can have a healthy relationship in marriage when you have the foundation of Yahuwah and the scriptures, when you wait on him, when you allow him to bring what he wants to bring into your life that's meant for you. Yes, you absolutely can have these things. Absolutely. Now, I'm not saying anybody's perfect. I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. Um, we all make, I, I've made mistakes as mother. I've probably made mistakes as a wife. We all make mistakes and we fall short, but it doesn't mean that these things are impossible to have. Okay. And don't let anybody tell you other, otherwise, like don't let anybody discourage you. You know, I remember all the time hearing just all this negative about marriage and, relationships and I'm like really you know like how am I ever supposed to have like this excitement and encouragement about coming into a new relationship and marriage you know what I mean like no and this ministry that this ministry is not about that okay you won't find that here okay this is this is encouraging words and these are you know for people especially that are walking around feeling this kind of shame or guilt or whatever you know, I'm here to tell you that nothing is impossible with Yah. Okay? It's all scripture. All right, so wives, your husband needs to know that you really love him, value him, appreciate him, and support him. And there's nothing wrong either with letting him know how attractive you are to him. Or, yeah, that, no, I'm sorry, that he is to you. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with him telling him that, um, you know men need to hear that okay husbands be the man who opens your wife's door helps her with her seat um let's see can't read my own handwriting i'm so sorry be the man who opens your wife's doors um helps her with her seat carries things for her serves her and protects her not because she's helpless but because she's valuable to you okay wives be the woman who loves her husband with actions, who still flirts with him, touches him, blesses him, not because he's needy, but because he's valuable to you. Marriage isn't a promise to love until you don't feel like it anymore. It's a lifelong covenant between you, 
your spouse, and Yahuwah. Martin Luther quoted, Let the wife make the husband glad to come home, and let him make her sorry to see him leave. I think that's so cute. I love that. Okay, so the more that you love and seek Yah, the more you'll be able to love, forgive, and pursue your spouse. A good spouse won't always be able to fix your problems, but they'll always make sure you never face your problems alone. Again, something that I really try to highlight throughout my my podcast as well is that, you know, there will be tough seasons in, in every marriage, but the important thing is that you face it together and not go against one another. You know, don't allow Satan to, to cause division between the two of you and in your marriage. Okay, so never belittle your spouse. Never talk down to your spouse. Never ignore them. Never let them feel replaceable. Never play down your need for them. Never cause them to feel embarrassed. Never look away or text while they're talking to you. Never manipulate them. Never boss them around. Never laugh at their mistakes or faults or failures. Never put any person before them, not even your children, okay? Never be too busy for them. Never be inconsiderate of their feelings. Never tell their personal business to anybody. Okay, if you love someone, tell them because hearts are often broken by words left unspoken. Now, this this can this can go um, or apply to a few different scenarios. Okay, um, if you're married, make sure you let your spouse know how much you love them. Okay, so important. Tell them every day, at least once a day, that you love them. Okay, if you are someone that you are single. And you love this person. You know this person is for you. Um, Maybe there's some things going on. Maybe you've got things that you need to tie up loose ends. Or um, you don't know how this person feels about you. Or, you know, whatever the case may be. Listen, tell them anyways. Even if you are rejected in the end, at least you told them. Because let me tell you something. I'd rather share something with somebody and let them know. And, and risk being turned down if that's the way it's going to go, then hold on to it and never really know what would have happened. You know what I mean? I think that people that are stuck with something like this, that they have this fear of being rejected, you know, listen, you're better off taking that leap of faith or that step of faith, saying it, and you know what? If they reciprocate it, praise Yah. If they don't, at least now you know when you can move on with your life. There's nothing worse than staying silent for Yah knows how long and never being able to express how you truly feel for somebody. Listen, I did that once and it's something I regret. And it's something that ate me up inside. And um, I still to this day don't know what would have came out of it and what would have happened. You know, and so after that, I said, you know what? I will never do that again. You know, and of course, pray about it. Make sure it's something y'all want you to do, of course. But yeah, don't don't leave things unspoken. Don't it. It could be if you want to tell somebody how you feel about them. It could be that you need to apologize. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness, whatever that it is. Of course, pray about it, but don't hold on to those things. Those things just 
eat you up inside and keep you up at night and then you spend the rest of your life wondering what would have happened you know so just some advice there that I wanted to share all right pray together every day and ask Yahuwah to soften your hearts towards one another increase the physical affection in your relationship make love often don't hold back share what's on your heart be honest and open do not have secrets of any kind that you keep from one another remember that you're one flesh okay so for wives being a helper is not for the weak being a wife means being your husband's rock of support when everything around him feels like it's crashing down when you grasp what it means to be a support you begin to get an image of your role as being more like a rock than a doormat your challenge is to become strong so that you're a source of strength for your husband at all times. Praise Yah. I mean, what a, what a beautiful role and like purpose to have, you know? Yet so many women are taught and told that being a wife and a mother has zero value. And yet there's so much value and importance to the role of a wife and mother. You know, again, you're the heartbeat of your home children need you they need they need you to nurture them and to teach them and to take care of them your husbands need you you're their support you're their rock so whenever i hear society you know talk about you know they they belittle what it means to be a wife and a mother that just it gives me like this righteous anger it's like how dare you say that like it is so important it is so important the role that women have and same with men as husbands and fathers you know both are equally important. And yet our society just pretty much trashes it and says, oh, you're better off, you know, remaining single. You're better off not having kids. You're better off going to work and making as much money as you can. And that's what matters. I don't agree. All right, men. Yahuwah and a good wife are the two best things that you could have. And you are considered blessed when you have both. When you have a personal relationship with Yah and you have a good wife by your side... The wife that that you are meant to have, you're blessed. All right, this is really beautiful. This is something I've never shared before in the podcast, but I added it because this was something I came across and I thought it was really beautiful. Um, Might be kind of random, but again, I just thought it would be really nice to share. So I, I wanted to go over what does it mean if your spouse ever says to you, I love you more than you'll ever know. Now, I know that there are different ways to say I love you, and this is one of them. And you know what? When I came across this, I said, you know what? I want to write this down, and I'm going to share this one day. Because to hear the words, I love you more than you'll ever know, I feel like this is such a powerful statement. Like, I feel like this goes beyond just telling somebody that you love them. Let's see if I'm right. Let's go over what I, what uh, research I came across here and what this actually means. What does it mean when your spouse says to you, I love you more than you'll ever know? So number one, unconditional love. So this phrase may indicate a love that is unconditional and knows no bounds. Beautiful. The spouse expressing these words may love their partner regardless of any flaws or imperfections. And this love is not based on any external factors, which, listen, this is what every marriage, like this is the kind of love that every marriage should have unconditional love and this was something that I talked about in my first season of this podcast unconditional love or in Greek agape love 
So your spouse tells you, I love you more than you'll ever know. They have, they love you unconditionally, okay? They don't care what flaws you have. They don't care what faults you've had, what you did in your past. They don't care how you've changed, maybe physically, or maybe you, you've, you've developed a health condition, or this spouse loves you unconditionally, okay? Praise Yah. Number two, a deeper emotion that cannot be expressed in words. This spouse loves their partner so much, so deeply that it's hard for them to put it into words and they will often show it through action. All right. Number three, it's a love that grows more and more each day. Number four, number four, sorry, show understanding for their spouses. So both get to the point where they know their partner better than they know themselves. And again, this is the kind of marriage that everyone should have, you know, you're one flesh. So of course, you're going to get to the point where you know each other so well, you know, that, you know, they know you better than you know yourself. Number five, appreciation. The spouse appreciates their partner in ways that they themselves may not even be aware of. Number six, protection. The spouse expressing these words indicates a love that is protective in nature. They want to protect their spouse from any harm or danger and will do anything to ensure their safety. Number seven, unending love. The spouse expressing these words love their partner for an for an eternity and will always be there for them no matter what. Number eight, trust. This spouse trusts their partner completely and believes that they will always be there for them no matter what. Okay. Number nine, sacrifice. This spouse is willing to sacrifice for their partner no matter what. And number 10, uniqueness. The love is unique between husband and wife. Both spouses view one another as special and unique in ways that others may not understand. You know, I think there's nothing more beautiful than when two people come together and they can appreciate and love what others took for granted about that person. You know, I think that's just such an incredible and beautiful thing. You know, like, for example, I'll use myself. You know, I was rejected all throughout my life by family, friends, work. Um, And to know that, you know, when I met my husband, that he appreciated and loved so much about me that I felt that all these people in my life throughout my entire life rejected. I mean... That right there for me just showed me a love that I had never even known before. And this is what it's all about, brothers and sisters. You know, I've had so many people ask me, how do you know when the person is is the one for you? This is one of the ways, because they're going to love you and accept you in ways that you've never really seen before. You know, when it's the person that Yah has for you, number one, they're going to know you by, by, by their spirit. Okay. And number two, a lot of what I just mentioned in this list about if a spouse were to say, I love you more than you'll ever know, this has a lot to do with it. You know, they're willing to sacrifice for you. They're willing to protect you. 
They appreciate who you are, your uniqueness. They accept you where others may have rejected you, you know? I mean, I know to many of you that probably sounds like, you know, some, you know, romantic movie or a fairy tale or whatever, but no, brothers, sisters, this really can exist. And it does exist. And people can have this kind of marriage, this kind of relationship, this kind of love, this one flesh love, this one flesh union. This is what Yahuwah created. This is what he he intends in marriage. Now, I'm not saying that you'll never have arguments or, you know, bad days and things like that. Of course we will. We live in a fallen world. But we can still have this kind of healthy one flesh union that we are meant to have. Okay? All right, so I'm almost done. I wanted to share... Uh, I came across this, I think, on social media some time ago, and I thought it was really cute and fun. So it just basically says how a marriage, sh- how a marriage should go. So the husband pr- provides the house, the wife provides the home. The husband provides the food, the wife provides the meals. The husband provides the money, the wife provides the budget. The husband provides the protection, and the wife provides the purpose. Different roles equal value and and one yah ordained goal okay praise yah all right so there is one last thing that i wanted to share and this is kind of going to build off of the counterfeit um word that i just gave a couple days ago it was the very last episode i did and in the beginning of that episode or for the first half of that episode i talked about how i discovered that in the writings of King Solomon in the book of Proverbs, he actually talks about counterfeit women or counterfeit relationships, right? And, you know, I've done several episodes on counterfeit situations and relationships, and I've talked about this. And I remember one day I was re- I was recording an episode and I was trying to find where I had written down this little bit of information about trauma bonding. And the reason why I wanted to share this was because I feel that trauma bonding has has a lot to do with why counterfeit relationships continue and why people are bound in them. Now, there are there's a short list of reasons why somebody would be bound in a counterfeit relationship. So for example, one of them can be you had children or a child with this person. So now it's not as easy to just kind of break away. Um, you can break away, but it's not as easy, right? Um, another reason is, you know, uh, finances or you're living together. So now one of you has to figure out who's going to be the one to move out and have to get a place. And, you know, it's a huge mess. But another huge thing that takes place in counterfeit situations is there's toxicity. Uh, there can be manipulation. There can be narcissism. Uh, sorry, narcissism. Boy, I'm tongue tied tonight. Um, or there can be obsession, you know, like I mentioned in the previous episode, you know, we're talking like fatal attraction kind of stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you haven't seen that, it's an old movie. I think it was like from the eighties and I think it was Michael Douglas that was in it. I mean, I don't want to encourage people to watch anything from Hollywood or any of these garbage movies, but I don't know. Maybe so you can understand like the severity of things. Maybe check it out. But 
Um, or I'm sure there's been other movies or shows that maybe some of you have seen that have to do with what I'm talking about, but it's no joke. It's a serious, serious thing. It's a serious, serious thing. Um, it's just not something you want to play with. You know, it's like playing with fire, you know, it's just, it's not something you ever want to do. Um, but trauma bonding applies, I feel, to this type of situation, but it, it can also apply to, to family situations as well, okay? But let me go ahead and share real quick what I wrote down. So trauma bonding is when you are so heavily attached to a toxic person that you are willing to maintain a relationship, even at the expense of yourself, for the few and far between quote unquote highs. Okay. So it's like a, it's like a drug addiction. All right. You know, this relationship is bad. It's toxic. You know, this person is bad for you. They're wrong for you. They're toxic and you're miserable. But yet for some reason you find that you can't leave this person right now in some situations, it could be something as minor or really actually I shouldn't say minor. But it could be, um, it could have to do with the sex, okay? So if you're sleeping with this person, and again, this is why sex becomes a sin and why it's one of the biggest temptations. Because the enemy knows that he can bind people through sexual temptation very easily because of how strong sex is and how powerful it is, right? So many a times, I'm probably going to say 90% of counterfeit relationships, toxic situations, trauma bonding, all these things all started because they slept with a person. Okay. That's where it all began. Actually, I'll say 95% because I want to say probably almost all counterfeit situations and, and situations like this began because the two people slept together, right? They had sex with each other. And then we're from there. Okay. All right. So listen to this, how they explain this whole trauma bonding thing. So it says your brain gets highly addicted to the habitual ups and downs of oxytocin, dopamine, norepinephrine. Sorry, I don't know what that word is. Um, and serotonin that even when a relationship ends. Okay. So say this relationship actually ends. You will actually seek and crave the person or become obsessive or seek similar people like this person you were involved with in order to get your fix. Okay. So it's the, it's like this, it's a rewiring of the neurological pathways of love turning against itself. The loss of the love or the relationship makes you crave them more. You're dependent in the same way that someone who was hooked on drugs would be dependent on that drug of choice. So, you know, there's a reason why scripture says things like, like there's a scripture in Song of Solomon that says, do not awaken love before it's time, right? Solomon, once again, he talks about guarding yourselves against strange women. You know, Yeshua says that any man that looks at a woman with lust in his eye is already committing adultery. I mean, there's all these things that let us know, right? That give us these warnings, okay? Not to mention that we know, once again, the enemy is is the ruler of this world. He has managed to gain access to everything. Um, And sexual temptation is one of the biggest things out there. 
And this is how I find that he is binding a lot of people or, you know, causing them to fall into these traps or snares, if you will. A lot of it has to do with sexual temptation. That's why it's everywhere. You know, I mean, for goodness sakes, it's even in our in our commercials. You know, I sometimes I we don't watch much TV, but whenever we do, and it's usually like a streaming app. We have we have a smart TV, a streaming app. You know, why off of Wi-Fi, and um, you know we'll watch wholesome stuff, but you still get these ads. That's why these apps are free because they play these ads. And some of the things I see, I'm just absolutely blown away. I'm like, oh my gosh, they have managed to sexualize everything. You could be watching a commercial, and I think this is actually a legit commercial. You could be watching a commercial about dishwasher pods. And yeah, there's a commercial about this, right? Yeah, there is. And um, they sexualized it. And I'm just like, what on earth is going on? Like, are you serious right now? You know, like, it's crazy to me. But this is the world that we live in. This is what is going on right now. And has been for a long time. You know, look at when porn came out. You know, that was just a few decades ago, right? I think, what was it, 60s or 70s? 70s, maybe? Maybe 80s? I don't know. Somewhere in between 60s and 80s, porn came out, right? And then everything else that has happened since then. You know, so it's an absolute snare. It's a trap for our souls it destroys our lives and people become like i said fatal attraction status people become obsessed you know sex becomes addictive and people want more and more of it same thing with masturbation same thing with porn same thing i mean this is what happens you know this is why i highly highly encourage if you are single you know to keep your focus on yah Keep your focus on working on you so that when Yah presents your spouse to you, you're ready. You know, Um, if you were someone that was in a counterfeit relationship, you know, praise Yah, he delivered you from it and stay delivered. You know, do not make the same mistake twice. Do not go and look for somebody because you're lonely or desperate or because you're, you know, feeling certain ways, if you get what I'm saying and you know, no, seek Yah, fill that void with him, because you know what, there's, there's that void that only he can fill, there's nothing else that will do it, and if you are currently stuck in a counterfeit relationship, again, as I've said before, one, I'm praying for you, two, I highly, highly encourage you to seek Yah in prayer, cry out to him, and ask him for help, so that he can start showing you what you need to do in order to get out of that relationship, and again, depending on how long you've been in it, depending on the severity, depending if you're living with them, depending if you've had children with them, it's going to take a little bit of time. But the thing is, is that you do what Yah is telling you to do or else you'll never get out of it. You will be stuck in it for the rest of your life. You know, it's it's not good. Remember, you, you reap what you sow, you know, and we have to remember that, brothers and sisters. It's so very important. So anyways, um, I thought it'd just be fun to kind of do a little compilation of just, you know, major highlights of things that I've talked about within almost the past year. Um, I just thought it'd be kind of, you know, fun to share that. And I pray that it's a blessing for you and a source of encouragement for all of you that listen. And again, if you have any questions or concerns or need prayer or counsel or, you know, anything like that, please feel free to email me. And again, 
Um, I am trying to go through emails um, as much as I can, and I'm definitely trying to make time, and I appreciate everybody's patience and understanding and grace, um, especially with just everything that's been going on lately. But I am working through emails, and I am responding and getting back to those that have reached out. So um, also, again, as I said, my my Facebook is stuck on being active, (laughs) which is so crazy. So if you want to communicate through there, please, I would love to uh, become friends on there, even though I really don't plan on staying on Facebook, but I would love to become friends. Um, Maybe we can connect through Messenger. Um, So yeah, that's another form of communication temporarily until I can eventually deactivate my page again. But um, once we become friends, even when I deactivate my page, you can always send me a message on Messenger. So, But if we're not friends, you won't be able to. So if we're not friends yet on Facebook, now's the time to, um, you know, I guess uh, hop on and, and say hi and send a friend request so that we can be friends um, and then we can go from there. So even when I deactivate, finally able to deactivate my page, we can still chat on Messenger. So now's the op- opportunity to do it. <laughs> and again, if you do want to look me up on Facebook, it's under Amanda Yasharel, Y-A. S-H-A-R-E-L. It's a picture of just me. Um, I don't remember what my cover photo is, but um, you'll know it's me because it shows um, the name of my podcast, By His Grace Marriage Ministry. Um, It shows my hometown, which is Arvada, Colorado. It shows where I currently live, which is Colorado Springs, Colorado. So that's how you know it's me. (laughs) Because I know y'all don't know what I look like because, well, it's a podcast and not a video channel. So... Um, but if you have any trouble finding me, let me know and I will maybe hop on and look for you or something. I don't know. But all right, that is it, brothers and sisters. I hope you enjoy the episode. I pray you all have a blessed evening. I pray you rest well and I will talk to you all next time. Shalom. Shalom.